Hello, is it me you're looking for? Uh, and then a, a blind woman sculpts my face, despite never having seen it. Good morning to you, and especially good morning uh, to all the moms. It's Cool Dad's Basement. Uh, we're, we're shouting out all those moms whose children made them an objectively bad breakfast with too many items in it, right? A hallmark of the Mother's Day breakfast in bed is there's just too many things. It's like the old balanced breakfast that was in the cereal commercials with the whole orange on the side. The only human beings who consume a balanced breakfast by that definition are women being polite to their children. And really, when you get right down to it, the Mother's Day gift ratio, I don't know if we've ever had a more unaligned system in society. You know, here's a person, they carry you for a year, their nourishment is yours, they bring you into this world every day for 11 years, their life dedicated to your every want, need, whim, they sacrifice their identity, their agency to give you a better world, and they get a tiny music box uh, that plays a song they might like. Here's an apron that kind of makes you sound like an asshole. Don't look at me when I'm cooking. Ha <laughs> ha, mom, you know, because you yell at us when we're destroying the home as you cook gross food. Happy Mother's Day, you cranky bitch. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Imagine if any other relationship had such a low ROI. And I'm not talking like Homer Simpson giving Marge the bowling ball. That's an item. They work it out by the end. She doesn't go with Jacques. I'm, I'm talking about if you handed your wife one of those name poems where you, like, you use three different words for nice uh, for all the letters in her name. It's a bum job. Bum rap. I mean, granted, Scanning the horizon, it looks as though maybe parents my age will tell their children uh, how much they hurt their feelings with crummy gifts, because that's definitely the first power dynamic we need to go after. Stand up to your toxic six-year-old. What could go wrong? <laughs> but it is, it's hard to blame moms, you know. It's, it's a bum job. Somebody's got to do it. Can't have a society of dads. I mean, this might be cool dad's basement, but come on. Dad's society? No shot. We'd be we'd sunk. Dirty-faced children all around. A lot of, like, adult-sized sandwiches and kindergarten lunch bags. Oh, what'd you bring, Sienna? Oh, it's a very wet 12-inch quick-check Italian. Let's maybe not eat it all before nap time. For every uh, a TikTok dad, they learn how to do the one hairstyle, and they just keep filming themselves doing it till it gets viral. There's, like, 10 my dads. I don't, I don't know if he's ever touched my sister's hair by accident. You know, we, we need the moms. Oh, we love them. Oh, we love our moms, don't we? Yes. As you can tell, I'm I'm uh, distracting from the main point here because anyone who knows me knows Mother's Day is kind of a kind of a hard day for me for a lot of people uh, because those moms, you know, they they don't last forever, which is uh, it's unfortunate. I got to tell you, suboptimal. But many people, like I said, do go through it, and I see a lot of posts on days uh, today, like today, from people who. Who lose their moms and just or just kind-hearted people who don't want to like leave anybody out. Uh, they're full of supported words. There's deep analysis and and they really are incredibly comforting. You know, just knowing there's other people sitting out there with that nerve exposed, it helps. It does. And I I mean I've gotten some mileage some mileage out of making fun of people and the way they use their social media and all that stuff. So it's you know this is one area where like hey, you work it out however you need to work it out and not. I've tried a few different ways myself to varying levels of success, uh, but I didn't quite know what to do today. You know, this is a rather intimate platform. You know, we're here just talking. And, and what is the protocol for the stream of consciousness comedy podcast with the motherless host, you know, on Mother's Day? Uh, I suppose I could tell you how much she would have hated this show. 
There's been like, what, 58 episodes now? And and I would say 57 of them have at least something that would garner at least like, a, oh, I don't go for that kind of thing. Where some things just aren't funny. And actually, uh, with that in mind, I think we'll, we'll, let's keep the streak alive here. Uh, penis, penis, penis. That is 58 straight now. So, uh, you know, suck it, Joe DiMaggio. Uh, no, she really would have actively disliked this program. She actively disliked my radio show as well. And, and that um, kind of principled honesty might have hurt someone else's feelings. In fact, it may have hurt people in my own family's feelings. Everybody's built different. It probably should have hurt my feelings, but I, you know, I don't know. That was my mom. And yet when I left radio and became a teacher, uh, she seemed sad, which was weird because she hated it. Uh, but what I've sort of parsed out from that looking back is, is that my mom knew nothing normal was ever going to be enough for me. You know, she'd tell me, oh, I'll, I'd die to see you stuck behind a desk. Well, she was, she got out two years ahead of that. That's literally the only time this woman was ever early for anything. And, and that, But that would piss me off, you know, sometimes, especially like right after I left radio the first time 10 years ago. Like, geez, lady, come on, like, back up. I know you you want a beach house, but like, I, I'm the lottery ticket. My brother's going to be a lawyer. He's just, that's... That's a sensible investment capitalizing with interest. What are you banking on me for? But I got to tell you, uh, especially the years that are, are maybe struggling with your relationship with your mother or trying to work through some of the many things she left behind, I think I might have been wrong about her, her motivation behind it. You know, Yesterday, I had the opportunity to do something very, really very special with some really great people, one of whom happens to be one of my very best friends, uh, and the other who happens to be my my mom's absolute best friend and a guy who's who's split time between father figure, older brother figure, you know, just a general horrible influence on me. And, and we all came together on bringing the first little breath of life to a 15 year old script that I finally finished. And it was it was incredible. It was there was so much positivity and energy. And I felt so happy and like alive. I was making something. It felt real. Uh, uh, and we were doing it in a, in a place perhaps where, where she would spend the majority of her life, like for the last 10 years, we were at the school. And of course, you know, uh, as, as I walked in five minutes later, something falls off the wall on the other side, make of that what you will, you know, I know that I have lost weight and I wasn't, it wasn't like I was a thousand pounds and causing ground tremors, you know, so who knows? Uh, but I realized the thing I realized was this was what she was sad about. She knew who I was better than I ever could have. She knew I needed more. She she knew I wasn't going to be happy with all these th thoughts stuck up inside my head. Even if she did hate the overwhelming majority of them, even if she thought they were silly or gross or brought tremendous shame to our family, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. She knew what I needed. It's my goddamn mom. Of course she did. And guys, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. If you have the same kind of issue, if you feel like you're you're not being supported or you're being misunderstood, talk to her. Please just try. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, you know, I've I've many examples of that. And there's also many examples of, of where someone's just not wired right to have a kid and they have a few. Mothers aren't magical creatures who automatically deserve praise, but they're also not magical creatures who are immune to all hurt. You know, they're, they're people. They're regular people. You know, some people tend to recolor the last few weeks of a person's life 
uh, when they lose with Elbum Cope and say, oh, you know, well, that per- they knew something inside of her told her. And please, please stop. Please don't say that to people. It's easy to do. It's easy to pretend. It makes people feel more at peace with it. And if you want to think it privately, that's fine. But you're going to say it to a guy like my father who's got to live out the rest of his days in a scenario he never planned for ever. What do you think he's thinking? Think he's got maybe a few regrets? And well, like, what do you think I feel? Well, I'm, I was in the room when it happened. When people say, oh, she knew it was coming. Ah, yes, my mom, the ultimate troll, the final Rick Roll. It's like, I mean, tip of the cap to her, if that's the case. I was apparently born blue and not breathing, which A, explains a lot, means B, now we're even in terms of like crushing dread caused. But, but saying that, that's not, that's not how you help someone heal. You know, unfortunately, I'm not saying I do know how to help someone heal. But what I can say is this. We, we are and we always will be reflections of our parents. Before we're the sum of our parts, we're the sum of theirs. And in a lot of cases with your mother, that's literal. They carry you for nine months. And the cases where that's not it, the minute you're in their arms for the first time, guess what? The whole world is going to start asking the exact same thing of her that it asks of the bio mom. And I'll tell you what, the ones I know across the whole spectrum of ways one can be a mom, they do a great fucking job. They give it everything. They give us everything. So if you feel like maybe sometimes your mom is hard on you, maybe it feels like she has unfair expectations, maybe that's because she knows what you're capable of. Maybe she knows the stuff under the hood better than you ever could, and maybe that's genuine. Maybe that's not just being a school marm and cracking the whip. You drive the thing, but she built it. Don't ignore that. Call her. Talk. Be honest. Ask her to be honest, too. It might be hard for both of you, But I promise you, it's worth the hard. Because the other thing I can tell you is it's a lot harder to figure that out through things falling off of walls and birds singing outside your window at 1 a.m. You know, and to my friends that can't make that call today, including the ones that can't call the same lady, who also would not have answered, even if she sent a text six seconds prior, know this. Uh, One of the last conversations I had with my mother was when she asked me if I thought she had done a good job. And and that might make you be like, well, wait a minute about the whole her knowing thing. Nope. She was a very dramatic woman. These sorts of heavy questions weighed on her often out of nowhere. Uh, but they, it always revolved around one simple fact, that she had dedicated every single moment of her waking life to the development of four very different people. And then because that wasn't enough, decided to be an ancillary caretaker to like 700 more as a teacher and a director. That's, that's what she did. That's who she was. And my sister Jessica, my brother Christian, my brother Tyler and I, in different ways, prove just how damn good she was at it. And that's how you keep a person alive forever. It's not just about where they are or who they were. It's about who you are and where you are. We keep the people we love alive by loving others, loving what we do, loving who we are. That's legacy. That's how you make it last forever. Be the person they knew you could be, even when you couldn't see it. You know, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm going to be successful. 
I'm going to write things. I'm going to film things. I'm going to make people laugh. And it's probably going to happen sooner than even I realize. And when that moment comes and you see this big old doofus grin in, in some surprising place, I want you to remember one thing. I owe it all to my sainted mother. Now, in the grand Karen Krennic tradition of beg forgiveness, don't ask permission, here's something she loved that technically I'm not allowed to do. But the big world is pretty rough for a lot of people. And we can only start to make it better for ourselves and for everyone by, by keeping our small worlds wonderful. I love you all. I love you, Mom. Have a wonderful week. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white. The bright, blessed day, the dark, sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow So pretty in the sky Are also on the faces Of people going by I see friends shaking hands Saying how do you do They're really saying I love you I hear babies cry much more than I never knew and I think to myself what a wonderful world yes I think to myself what a wonderful world